This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Oh, this is Apostle Henry Walker. I want to invite you to listen to my broadcast, God's Timing is Everything. A broadcast that teaches about God's timing and His season. That God's Timing is Everything broadcast. Heard every Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WCNO. Are you ready for a super spectacular summer? G4 Summer Camp is now enrolling in our St. Lucie campus for 10 weeks of extreme fun. Little Explorers, 2 to 5 years old. Adventures Camp, 1st through 4th grade. Extreme Camp, 5th through 8th grade. Featuring indoor game room, creative arts, outdoor sport, field trips, water park, arts and crafts, fantastic parties, karate, music lessons, academic help. A different theme every week, June 9th through August 16th. To register, you can reach us at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Or you can catch us on the web at igniteyourworld.com. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks gutter professionals of the Palm Beaches and owner-operator Tim Crouch for their underwriting support of this week's program. Gutter professionals providing seamless gutter installations throughout Palm Beach County, specializing in gutter repairs, gutter cleanouts, downspout underground drainage, and chemical-free pressure cleaning. With 10 years of gutter installation experience, owner-operator Tim Crouch will be on every job site overseeing and conducting your seamless gutter installation or repair. For more information, Tim can be reached at 561-294-1433. That number again is 561-294-1433. For detailed information on services provided, you can check them out on the web at gutterprofessionalsinc.com. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Today I want to talk to you about becoming. Somebody say becoming. becoming. We've been, we just finished up our series a week before last on identity theft, and we talked about what it meant to be in Christ, who we are in Christ, and uh, really understanding what our identity is. But how many know that there is a part of us in the soulless realm, in the mind, will, and the emotions, that is becoming who we are in Christ. Come on, in the spirit, it's a done deal. Amen? Amen. In the soulless realm, we have to renew our mind every day. Isn't that right? Yeah. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the tender mercies of God, to what? 
to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. By doing what? Renewing our minds. And it's reasonable, right? Someone say it's reasonable. In other words, it ain't real hard. You just got to do it. Sometimes we make it into something it ought not be, right? It's a reasonable service. So in the, in the soulless realm, in the arena of the mind, will, and the emotions, we are in the, we are in the state of becoming Christ-like every day as we conform to the Word and conform to what Christ has for us. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom. Preach the Word. Somebody say, preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth. And be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach today. Lord, I thank you, God, for the anointing, God, that flows through my life. Lord, I pray, God, that you would use me as an oracle of your teaching, Lord, that your words be my words, and let my words be your words. Lord, give me entrance into men and women's hearts, God. Let me walk along the corridors of the hearts of those in attendance this morning. Lord, and help me, God, to instruct and teach, God, and preach the truth, God, that you've put on the inside of my heart today. Lord, put me on like a coat and wear me, and I thank you, God, that your word is delivered, God, the way you want it delivered. Lord, that it impact and change, God, that it create and stir, that it divide, that it heal. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim your living word in our life today. Let it do what it's intended to do and let nothing hinder it, God. I think if there's no distractions, no demonic force, no evil thing, God, that will stop what you desire today. In Jesus' name. If you believe that this morning, everybody say, Amen. Amen. I mean, we can look around the culture, and one of the things that we notice in the culture today is not just here in America, but throughout the entire world. One thing that is very evident, and one thing that we see, is that the gap between the culture of secular humanism and the culture of the church is getting wider and wider and wider. We're seeing the distance between right and wrong expand and that the gray area in the middle is beginning to dissipate and people are beginning to choose which way. Are they going to go with the secular world or are they going to go with the Christian world? And I mean, in a lot of areas in the world, Christianity is not winning. Come on, amen. We're seeing Christianity drop off in the United States of America today. But how many also know all over the world, Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world? In Africa, in the continent of Africa, it is outpacing any other religion in the entire world. More people are born again every day than ever in the history of the world. Come on, somebody shout. That's good news. We're seeing people turn to Christ by the droves. The, the, the rate of Christianity is growing at 3.8%. The next closest religion uh, is Islam, and it's growing at 0.9%. And how many know the people that are becoming Muslims are becoming Muslims because they're afraid they're going to get their head cut off if they don't? Come on. 
They're afraid they're going to die if they don't convert. But how many know people that are converting to Christianity are converting to Christianity because someone did die? Amen. Come on. That's good news. Amen. Amen. But today I want to talk to you about living in the church culture, living in the Christian culture, the counterculture. I want to really talk to you about becoming what it is that God intends you to become. Walking out and living out those things that he's put before you. And really becoming what God has called you to be. And how many know you've been called to be the representation of Christ in the earth? Come on, you've been called to be a world changer. You've been called to be a witness, an ambassador of goodwill, God's will. How many know God's will is good? So when I say I'm an ambassador of goodwill, I'm really an ambassador of goodwill, God's will. Amen. Amen. In other words, God's saying, come on, it's time to be a witness. It's time to do something. Amen. Amen. It's interesting in our passage today, Paul's writing to one of his spiritual sons, Timothy, and he's trying to prepare Timothy for ministry. He's saying, this is how it's going to be for you, Timothy. This is what you've got to understand about ministry. Timothy became the, the first pastor of the church in Ephesus, which is where Paul later wrote the book of Ephesians to. Most scholars believe that by the time Timothy uh, took over the full, when, when, they, when he got elevated from being one of the elders to the central elder, and he got that church kicking, there were 25,000 people in attendance. I mean, that's a lot of people for back then. That's a lot of people attending any church today. He had a big church. The church was in an area where there was a lot of diversity. It was a lot like the cities that we live in today in America. There's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of different cultures. There's a lot of different races. There's a lot of different ethnicities. A lot like Fort Pierce and Port St. Lucie. There was a lot of of things that were ungodly and a lot of things that were godly that were going on. There was witchcraft that was being practiced. And as a matter of fact, in that time during in Ephesus, the major breakthrough came when Paul began to confront, confront witchcraft in that city. I mean, you know the story, amen? Witchcraft kind of ruled. And until then, witchcraft controlled the economy of the city. And Paul come along and said, no, nah, don't. He, he rebuked her, remember? That's why when a demon-possessed girl comes along and she gets set free, the whole town got mad because they, Paul really began to upset the economy of the town. Hmm? Don't go in no haunted house in America and cast out devils. You'll close their business. I ain't got no help. Come on, I know y'all watch that stuff on Sci-Fi Channel. That black and white, I know, I'm just messing with you. I see the commercials for it. That black, black and white stuff video. They got a little fishing line in there and they're rocking the chair and everybody's like, ah. <laughs> Amen. Mm. How many know most people in America don't care what you believe until you start messing with their money? Hmm? You can believe in ghosts, you can believe in the Holy Ghost. You can believe in the unholy ghost, but don't talk about my money. Isn't that right? Got a little bit of help. A little bit. It's amazing when the economy gets in trouble, then everybody starts paying attention. Nobody wants to pay anything until the economy's in trouble, and then we're all watching CNN. We all want to know what's going to happen. We all want to watch where the interest rates are. And so all of a sudden, Timothy comes along in Ephesus, and and this church is born, and, and Paul's preparing Timothy. And watch this. He says this. He said, there's going to come a day when the world is living in chaos, And you're going to see a people that they just don't know what to believe. There's a day coming. They ain't going to know what absolutes are anymore. They're not going to know what right and wrong is anymore. I mean, he's talking about our day. Hmm? Paul was telling Timothy about what we're living in today. Amen? In fact, I I believe that that's just so common today that right is wrong and wrong is right that it's crazy. You know, they got this personhood amendment that we're doing in, in Florida for the 2014 election, and they, it, they tried to do it in Mississippi, and it didn't get passed. Where uh, 
when a woman becomes pregnant at the moment of conception, they are assigning personhood to the child in the womb. Because how many know? Come on, somebody. I mean, when the baby's in the womb, it's a baby. It's a person. Ain't nobody got a choice to take nobody else's life. Come on, amen. It's a person. So they've been working on that legislation. Well, these great scientists that write these scientific journals out of, the, out of the University of Oxford over in England just issued a statement last week that they believe that any child up to the age of three should not be considered a person. And if a parent wants to end that child's life, it's completely right and ethical to kill that child. University of Oxford, ladies and gentlemen, in the scientific journal. And these are some of the brightest minds of our day stating this. It's very sad. But we're living in a time where we're starting to see this more and more and more. And they're saying that this baby is not a person until they're three years old because they don't have any clue what right and wrong is. They basically are just existing and they can't live on their own without help from another human being. Hello, it's a baby. My God, go down there to Shamu and take the little baby well from the mama. Guess what? It's going to die too. But we can't do that. Don't get me started. I'm getting political. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're living in that time. Amen. Mm. He said the day is going to come when people have itching ears. Just tell me what I want to hear. And don't tell me no more. Mm? I want itching ears. They want people to teach them and they want people to preach to them, but they don't want to be taught and they don't want to be preached to what they want to hear. Come on, amen. They don't want nobody to teach the truth anymore. I mean, there is a sickness in the church today all across this nation that people are coming to church on Sunday and they're showing up in congregations with 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 people and all they're going to hear is a word that tickles their ears. They're not hearing truth. Just let me go in and get 45 minutes of why I should feel good. Hmm? You ever, you, you ever heard someone say this to you? Well, I just want you to speak into my life. You big fat liar. That ain't true. I just want you to look into my soul and tell me whatever you see. I've had people say that to me in the church and I think, no, you don't. <laughs> You don't, <laughs> you, you don't want me to speak into your life. <laughs> you don't really want me to speak in your life. You just want to sound spiritual. Speak into my life, Pastor. Tell me what you see. Just looking spiritual. They don't really, people don't mean that. Unless they're really true witnesses. Unless they're really, really, really following God. Because I you know most people, they want you to speak into their life until you do. Speaking to my life. Then you start speaking to your life and, and, and you start speaking something they didn't really want to hear about. Amen. And then they say to you, well, what gives you the right to tell me that? Well, you did three months ago when you said speaking to my life. Come on, somebody. Amen. You told me six months ago, three months ago, if there's anything that I saw in your life just to let you have it. Well, I see this in your life. Let me tell you. And you know what they do? I'm leaving the church. Gives you the right to tell me that. <laughs> oh boy help us Jesus you did so now when people say that to me what they're really saying is pastor I want you to tell me something to make me feel good that's really what I hear speaking to my life in other words tell me something to make me feel good about myself I want to hear something nice 
to make me feel like I got some purpose. And I want you to build me up and encourage me. And then maybe we can walk together in the kingdom and I'll, I'll, I'll give tithes and offerings in the church. And I'll be a part of what you're doing. But don't really tell me what I, what I need to hear. Hmm? Hmm. How many of realize there comes a time in your life when you don't need somebody to tickle your ear? Hmm? Sometimes there comes a place in your life where you need somebody to be honest with you and tell you the truth. Amen. Sometimes Jesus doesn't always come to comfort you. Sometimes he comes to confront you. Mm. Lord Jesus, confront us with the truth. Help us, Jesus. There's sometimes he says, you know, what you did right there was ugly. How you acted was mean. You need to get that right. Y'all not be talking to your wife that way. I give her to you. Go fix it. Come on, I mean, that's Jesus. Jesus ain't going to sit in your corner and go yell at her again. Hmm? Come on, so there are times. Can we just be real today? Is it okay if I just preach a little bit? There are times that Jesus just gets in your stuff. Makes us uncomfortable. Jesus is in my stuff. How many, know, how many know when you get your prayer list laid out and you start just believing God and you're speaking faith over them things that you want from God and, and you're just trying to, God, and I'm believing and I'm speaking and I'm believing. And, and, and sometimes you're just believing and speaking and God ain't talking back. Hmm? Because you can't never get God off subject, ladies and gentlemen. You believe in God for the Mercedes and God says, no, 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 we need to deal with your disobedience. <laughs> Mercedes can be down the road. That can be down the road. The blessing can be down the road. That stuff will manifest in your life when we get this obedience issue fixed. Because when you walk in disobedience, you really, you're tying God's hands. You stop the manifestation of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. What God already paid for for you. Mm. That's why I say sometimes we just don't need a devil because we just do ourselves in. Mm. Oh, Jesus. So we come to a point where we're dealing with a generation of people that want to go to church on Sunday morning and they want to get about 10 self-help points. But don't get in my stuff. Don't confront me. How many know if you've been here any amount of time, you're going to get confronted at Truth Church? Amen. <laughs> Amen. We get confronted at Truth Church. There's a lot of people like, don't mess with my life. Don't mess with my marriage. Don't tell me about holiness. Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me how to do my business. Don't tell me how to be underhanded in my business dealings. Don't tell me what it means to be under authority. Just make me feel better so I can go home and punch my religious ticket and I can clock out on Sunday and feel good about who I am as a person. I mean, there's a lot of people living like that every Sunday coming home from church. Can I just tell you that those are the people that are not willing to change the world that they live in? They just want to feel good about the world that they live in. Amen? I mean, God's calling for an army of believers that will say, you know what? In every aspect of my life, I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to lay it all down. In every way, I'm going to obey God. In every way, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to allow God to shape me. I'm going to allow God to transform me. I'm going to allow God to make me to, into what He wants me to be. I'm going to allow God to make me a witness, an ambassador of goodwill. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for that kind of a willingness so that no matter where we go, we bear the marks of Christ in our life and people know that our lives have been changed by the power of Christ. Isn't that awesome? 
Amen? And he's telling Timothy that, and in that he said, Timothy, here's what you're going to have to, have to do. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to be ready to preach the word in season and out of season. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're going to have to be able to preach the word in season and out of season. In other words, you can't be picky. Amen? you got to be ready at all times. you got to be ready when it is working and when it ain't working. Hmm? Come on. You got to be ready after you get in the car and you drive away from the house mad and you pull into the gas station and you see somebody that you ain't seen in church in a while and you got to go up and tell them about Jesus. Oh, that sometimes ain't the good season, is it? Come on, guys. One of the things that ticks me off more than anything is after me and Kim get into a big one. I mean, we just back and forth, blah, blah, blah. We're just going at it. Who's right and who's wrong and who's wrong and who's right? About five minutes of that. She'll look at me and she'll go, let's just pray. I mean, you really don't feel like praying at that point. <laughs> we just need to pray. I think to myself, man, she got to the prayer card before I did. Hmm? Woo. And sometimes I'll catch, I say, well, okay, let's pray. But you do the praying. I'm going to agree. <laughs> I'll make her work through it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You got to be ready when it ain't working and when it is working. Come on. That's the way a truth church ought to be. We ought to be a full service church. We ought to be a church that encourages you. We ought to be a church that blesses you, edifies you, equips you, builds you up, empowers you. But we also ought to be a church that rebukes you, corrects you, and confronts you with truth. Hmm? Come on, amen. That's a full service church. Amen. I mean, that's a truth church. I mean, there's a lot of empty green chairs in here because a lot of people get confronted with truth. Come on. So a lot of people can't handle being confronted. Amen. We got to teach people. We're not trying to become your favorite evangelist. Oh, glory. I figured if I jerked a little bit, the church would be full. Y'all know I'm joking, right? Some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Somebody, I want to underwrite your TV show. Just wear a white suit. Justin can do How Great They Are really good. He did it last week, didn't you? Uh, two weeks ago, How Great They Are. I thought, man, I'll just get me a white suit. I'll just come in like Benny Hinn. I'll float in. Right at the, right the high point. Oh, Lord, my God. Y'all know I'm kidding, right? Some of y'all just little man, he's done lost it this morning. He's lost it. Come on, amen? amen? The goal of Christian life is not to get on staff at somebody's church and blow your head up so big that nobody can recognize you anymore. Amen? And then start acting like your favorite evangelist. <laughs> I watch some of these guys on TV. I can't go down that road. I mean, the goal is to be formed in the image of Jesus Christ. It's to be coming. To becoming. The art of becoming. Becoming Christ-like. Amen? He said, Timothy, in the midst of a chaotic society, this is what I'm telling you. If you're going to change the world around you, if you're going to change the world around you, he said, I want to tell you a few things. He said, there's a whole world that's gone chaotic. And then he says this. First two words, I love them. But you... I say, but you. But you. 
Everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but you. Everything's looking miserable, but you. The economy's falling apart, but you. Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus. How many know what he's saying is just because everybody else is doing it don't mean you got to do it? Hmm? See, there's some things that just because we've come into a postmodern society doesn't mean that they're okay. Just means that society has shifted further away from the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen? And he's saying, Timothy, I'm trying to draw a mark of distinction that this is what the world is like. But you ain't like that. But you, there's going to be a mark on your life that's different. Somebody say, but you. He said, but you be watchful in all things. King James says it like this, like King James. But you be sober. Sober. I mean, sober entails a few things. It, 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 it entails you being alert. Hmm? Because if you're not alert, how many know the enemy can get in there? The world can creep in if you're not alert. And how many the world always creeps in in the middle of an argument or in the middle of uh, or in the middle of distress or in the middle of disaster when we're at our weak point, even when we're tired, even when we're hungry? How many of sometimes you can get ill real quick when you're hungry? Hmm? Especially if you're real hungry and you're on a diet. Amen. It can come in really quick. He says, but you be watchful in all things, but you be sober, be alert, pay attention. It means keep your head on straight. Means watch what you're doing. Keep your head on straight. In the midst of all these confusing times, you must not become intoxicated with the environment that's around you. Stay sober. Stay sober. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at IgniteYourWorld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. 
Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks gutter professionals of the Palm Beaches and owner-operator Tim Crouch for their underwriting support of this week's program. Gutter professionals providing seamless gutter installations throughout Palm Beach County, specializing in gutter repairs, gutter cleanouts, downspout underground drainage, and chemical-free pressure cleaning. With 10 years of gutter installation experience, owner-operator Tim Crouch will be on every job site overseeing and conducting your seamless gutter installation or repair. For more information, Tim can be reached at 561-294-1433. That number again is 561-294-1433. For detailed information on services provided, you can check them out on the web at gutterprofessionalsinc.com. <laughs> 